What's going on, guys? Back at it again with another 20th and Blake podcast, part of MyHighSports.com. I'm your host, Luke Zalman, and the Rockies are rolling. It doesn't get a lot better than their recent series. Um, they go three for four against the Phillies. They swept the Padres in a two-game series. Um, they're really rolling right now. The starting pitching has been absolutely dominant. There's not much else you could say about it. 36 and two-thirds innings across those six games. Only a 196 earned run average. It's it's kind of eerily similar to the staff's like dominant stretches last year. They would have these just random stretches where they just go start, 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 not allowing almost any runs, not allowing any success, and they've really been able to keep that up. Um, they're starting it, starting to get it going this year. Obviously, if Antonio Senzatella doesn't have that kind of iffy start, allows four earned runs. That's those numbers are even better. So John Gray goes out today, throws six shutout innings. Um, and he probably could have gone even further if he doesn't have those two errors from Hampson. Um, and it was crazy because talking to him after the game, talking to Bud Black, they said, you know, the slider really wasn't there, and that's kind of his go-to pitch. And Bud Black just preached how proud he was that John Gray is able to get through those innings when he doesn't have his best stuff now, and he's he's really starting to fight, and he's really starting to put put it all together. I mean, he had he had a hectic offseason where he goes to driveline. He's working there. Um, he starts working out again, you know, deadlifting, doing stuff that he really liked to do. Um, and he really was able to put, put it all together. And today's start also ended that streak of, you know, the home run streak, 16 games in a row, giving up a home run. That was the National League, the new record this year. Um, so he's finally able to put that behind him. He kind of laughed in the postgame. He said, you know, I've been trying to get that monkey off my back a little bit. I'm glad it's finally over. Um, it's not a streak he was proud of, obviously. I mean, you don't want to give up home runs. So he was he was definitely happy about getting rid of that streak. Um, and then as far as Antonio Senzatella, he just kind of broke it down, you know, a couple missed pitches here, a couple missed pitches there. He felt like he could have been much better. Um, it was just his second start, just that first start at Coors Field. So I think he could be a lot better. Um, he really looked good in that first start against the Padres. Um, so I think there could be some, you know, good alternatives. I do have a piece up on myhighsports.com about kind of the Rockies options if he doesn't work out. I mean, there is that possibility that he won't work out and they're going to have to start shuffling around. Um, even, even, uh, even kind of put out a free agent target they could go after that's still out there. Um, a lot of people, as soon as you see it, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I understand. Uh, it's it's a very well-known name. Um, so that's an option they could go. Um, they have some guys on a farm. Uh, Peter Lambert got his first win today, pitched well. Uh, Chichi Gonzalez pitched well yesterday. Um, so they do have some guys down at AAA that could help. Um, but I think, I think he'll bounce back. Um, and it's weird because... He kind of has the same stuff as a Herman Marquez. They have very similar repertoires. It's just Antonio Sensatella hasn't been able to put it together the way Marquez has. So the possibility is there. Um, he just needs to put it all together. He needs to hone it all in, be consistent, and just keep throwing quality strikes. As far as Herman Marquez, wasn't quite a start that you expect to see from him. You know, he got roughed up a little bit, allowed some hits. Um, but I think a lot of it was due, he ha he actually had a toothache in his uh, in the left side of his face. It was giving him pain all the way around his face. He talked about it a lot after the game. 
Um, it was something that the night before he had to take medication. He couldn't sleep. Um, so I think the odds were kind of stacked against him. And then in the game, he gets unlucky. You know, some balls sneak through. Um, and that was to be expected. I mean, his batting average on balls in play this year was sub 200 before that start. Um, that was bound to regress a little bit. Um, just back to his career average, just back to kind of what you would expect from him. Um, but he's still a stud. I mean, there's there's not much to talk about with Herman Marquez. You know what you're getting from him pretty much nightly. Um, every starter has a bad start. I mean, Max Scherzer gets roughed up yesterday. Garrett Cole gets roughed up yesterday. Everyone will have those bad starts, but Herman Marquez has really just been a stud for them. Um, I don't expect that to slow down anytime soon. I think his strikeouts could go up as well as John Gray's strikeouts could even go up. Um, yeah, they've just, I mean, they've been great. And they now lead the MLB this season with five games with a starting pitcher allowing two or fewer hits and six or more innings of work. That's thanks to Herman Marquez. That's thanks to an Antonio Sensatella star. That's thanks to John Gray now. That's thanks to Kyle Freeland. I mean, they are just rolling. They really have some young ace-type pitchers that are starting to, you know, get towards their ceiling, and they're starting to get better and better. Kyle Freeland is still pitching through a blister on his hand, and he still throws six innings. You know, it's 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 kind of wild, the type of rotation they're starting to put together. And now the offense is coming around as well. They have 32 hits in the last three games. Um, and they even roughed up Nola. I mean, they get 14 hits in that game. Nola didn't have his best stuff, haven't, hasn't really had his best stuff all year. I mean, he goes five and two-thirds. He was able to strike out nine, but he did allow nine hits, three earned runs. Um, you know, he got roughed up a little bit. And it just so happens, though, that Antonio Sensatella got roughed up in the same game. Um, Dunn gives up that home run to Harper on a hanging slider. Um, just... They almost got unlucky because doing that much damage against a team's best starter almost always results in something good. Um, it just so happens that they weren't able to come through. Phil Gosselin gets that bases bases loaded double that drove three in. I mean, comes out of nowhere with the Gene Segura and the Scott Kingery injuries. Um, they've been roughed up with injuries lately. I mean, both of those dudes go on the AL. Um, but Phil Gosselin came through. He's notoriously been a pretty good hitter in Colorado, so I guess it was just kind of luck of the draw for them. Um, the shortstop for the Rockies, though, Trevor Story, he extended his hit streak today to 10 games, um, batting 14 for 42 over those 10 games. That's good for a .333 batting average. I mean, it's hard not to take that. Uh, six runs, a double, homer, five RBIs, and he's got five stolen bases as well over that streak, which is a really big deal for a team that wants to be aggressive on the base paths. They really want to have guys on, and they want them to be aggressive. And Trevor Story's really capitalized on that. No one else has really capitalized yet, but Trevor Story has been the one that's taken advantage. Um, three of those steals obviously came against the Padres in that game where he set his own single game high. Um, so he's, I mean, he's been great over that stretch. And another guy that's really starting to heat up, and it's it's joy to the ears of you know ears and eyes of Bud Black is Charlie Blackman. He hits that walk off home run, and that really set him up. I mean, now his hit streaks at five games. Um, obviously, the walk off home run comes in the middle of those five games, but during that streak, he's hitting four seventy eight. I mean, he's just tearing the ball up. He has two triples in that span as well, and three multi hit games out of the five. Um, he was one of the first players ever to be able to hit a walk-off home run, 
And then first pitch of the next game hit a home run. I believe it hasn't been done since 1997. Um, just insane. I mean, in the dugout after the walk-off, he said, you know, I hope it doesn't go 80 more at-bats. I really, I really want to be able to, you know, help the team, get my power going. And he was able to do it first pitch the next game. Um, wasn't able to get another home run today to extend that home run streak. But still, I mean, he was able to go three for four. Um, there's not much more you can ask for from a leadoff guy. He's really starting to see the ball well. And he's really starting to play well. Nolan Arenado goes two for four as well today. Um, he's hitting 423 now over his last 20 games since 2015 after he missed a game. So to kind of simplify that a little bit, when he rests, he's hitting 423 after that in since 2015. Um, gave him a maintenance day. Um, he kind of, you know, he was quiet, wasn't trying to talk to the media. He didn't come into that game. It was a true day off. Um, Bud Black did say he was available later in the later in the game um, against the Phillies in that loss if they were able to you know keep the keep the bats going. He was available later in that loss um, to pinch hit, but they ended up not needing him. Um, the one the one kind of down you know rough spot today was Garrett Hampson. I mean he he boots two balls. One obviously he doesn't boot. He just misses the double play throw. They're able to get Cesar Hernandez because he, for some reason, thought he was out, even though the ball was right in front of him. Real weird play. Um, but he was able to get them, and John Gray was able to battle through it. He talked about how, you know, that's part of his process. He now has confidence in those, and he's trying not to get frustrated anymore. He used to get so frustrated when stuff would go wrong, and now he's trying to brush it off a little bit. You know, play play to his team's strengths, you know, kind of have that bulldog mentality to it. And he's just, he's been amazing lately. And they may actually get reinforcements later on. Um, it looks like Daniel Murphy might be back after a three-game rehab stint. There hasn't been any official confirmation. Bud Black won't put, you know, put his name on it yet. But Papaleco's bags were packed today. There was a suitcase sitting at his locker room. Um, and Murphy did end up getting, you know, I believe five more at-bats today um, because the isotopes have been killing it. And he's, you know, got, been the benefactor because he's been able to get more at-bats in shorter time spans. Um, during his rehab assignment, he goes three for 13. Um, he had four walks. He had a double. He scored a ton of runs because Sam Hilliard and company are just going nuts on the farm. Um, they put up 14 in the first three innings today um, against uh, the Tacoma Rainiers. Um, so they were great. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter I actually saw were saying, why don't they just switch the isotopes on the Rockies? The isotopes have been better at times. And while that is fun to say, it is minor league baseball. But it is nice, I think, for Jeff Reitich and company to see them so successful down on the farm. Um, and a guy that, a guy that has no more options, but is trying to make it with the Rockies is Rymel Tapia. And yesterday he gets an inside the park home run, hits it off the top of the wall. And he, he was ecstatic after the game. He's talking about how he didn't think it was going to go out. And that's, I think what helped him get around the bases so quick. And Stu Cole sent him and he, after he slides into home, he's jumping up, he's screaming it's he epitomized how the Rockies are feeling right now. They're finally starting to get it going. There, there's energy in the clubhouse. I mean, post game, it was it was kind of a funny thing I noticed. 
in their early games, in that early series against the Dodgers, um, post-game, you go into the locker room, there's not really any music going, it's quiet. It was such a somber mood. And then this latest weekend, the music is blaring. I mean, they have Old Town Road blaring. They have, you know, all kinds of music blaring. They're finally... They're finally having fun again, it seems like. And I think that's come right alongside the wins. And throughout all of that, I go up to Ryan McMahon. I go up to Mark Reynolds after the game. I'm talking to him and I say, okay, so if one is your, you know, 12 losses in 13 games, your low point, and 10 is your absolute ceiling of where you guys think you can be, where are you? And Mark Reynolds chimes in and goes, we're at a two. And Ryan McMahon says, I agree, exactly what he said. And that is crazy because that's where they're placing their expectations. The early in the season when they're going through that losing streak, it was miserable for them. It was it was nothing that they were proud of. It was nothing that they were just shaking off. They are an intensely competitive team. And they they know that they are nowhere near as good as they could be. I mean they're truly believers that they can contend for titles, they can contend for the playoffs, um, and they don't see a reason a reason why they can't. I mean, and honestly, after two postseason appearances, you get further in each round as a team, I would expect them to say something like that. I would expect the confidence to be there from them and to just, you know, overall, I would expect them to be a team that, thinks that they can do it, knows that they they have the players to be able to do it. Um, and it was really, it was just great to see where they're at now and to see how the team has changed um, just overall. I think that, I think they're starting to see the pitchers come together, the hitters come together, the fielding come together. But even Charlie Blackman after the game said, we're not putting all three aspects together in a way that is indicative of where we could be. He thinks... I mean, he's seen two two gold glovers on the left side of that infield. He's seen hitters that can take over games single-handedly. Um, he's seen all these things. He's seen a staff that can put starts together one after one after one that's just dominant starts. So he knows what they have, and he's just so excited for them to finally put all three together. And I think, I think you could sense it in a ballpark. You could sense it even in – even in the press box, the whole entire mood about the team and the expectations of the team, I think, have taken multiple turns this year. Um, and they're just going to continue to turn. I mean, they have the Washington Nationals coming into town now, a three-game series. They're riding a two-series win streak. Um, and they're not going to have to face Max Scherzer. They're not going to have to face Steven Strasburg. Um, they will have to face Patrick Corbin, who's been pretty good this year. Sub-three ERA, he's been striking people out left and right. Um, but they were able to see him in Arizona. So it's he's not a super foreign um, starter for them. Um, the the starter for the Rockies in that game hasn't been officially announced yet. Um, Bud Black will not put a name to it yet. Um, in postgame today, they was asked about and he said, you guys can speculate all you want. If, if, if I had to guess, it would be Tyler Anderson. And even Bud Black said Tyler Anderson's a good speculation. Um, he's, he's back. He's been throwing side sessions. He's been throwing bullpens. Um, he's ready to get pitching again. Um, so I would think that he comes back. Um, overall, it hasn't been a good year for him though. I mean, he's 0-2, 11 ERA. 
Um, and that's 11 earned runs in just nine innings. Uh, only five strikeouts. He does only have three walks, and he's only allowed two home runs a year after allowing 30. So I guess there are some you know, subtle bright spots. Um, but overall, comparatively with the rest of the staff, he really hasn't had a good year. And he's one of the few that's actually not walked people. Bud Black's talked about that constantly lately. I mean, there's just walks, walks, walks. Today, John Gray walks four. He walked the eight and the nine hitter, was able to get out of it, but he walked both of them. Um, Knapp walks three times today. They were almost pitching to him like he was, you know, the second coming of Babe Ruth. I In the press box, I was just chuckling because I couldn't figure out why they weren't pitching to Andrew Knapp. He's the backup catcher. Um, he's a notoriously average hitter. I mean, he's hit 225 in his career. And they're wa- they walked him three times a day. He was able to get a double, so props to him. But it walked him three times. I can't figure out exactly what the game plan was with him today. Um, but I think I think Bud Black would prefer that they don't walk that many guys in any in any start by any pitcher. Um, that would be my assumption, and I'm pretty sure he would, you know, back that assumption. Um, the bullpen is still rolling. I mean, even if Tyler Anderson were to get in trouble, um, there's really not much to complain about. Wade Davis did allow his first earned run today, um, but his ERA is at 1.23. Um, Duns is up to six after that homer from Harper, but, you know, he's still been great this year. Um, Jake McGee should be back soon. Um, they're kind of nearing full health. Uh, 2.45 ERA from Musgrave. Two, you know, 1.69 from Scott Oberg. He had another good outing today. 1.5 from Brian Shaw. Um, the bullpen is just rolling. Uh, the rotation's rolling. So even if their hitting maybe gets muted a little bit in that start by Corbin, I don't expect it to be this gigantic problem for them. I mean, they've been great this year. Um, Tyler Anderson would be would be a decent starter for them. I think overall they would they would rather have someone else, but I think their options are, you know, pretty limited. Um he'll oppose Jeremy Hellickson, who is making his first career start at Coors Field. Um since he came to the Nationals, man, he's really he's really put together quite a stint. I mean he's he's gave up three or fewer runs in all but two of his twenty one career starts with the with the Nationals. Um, he's been great for them. He kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so, you know, props to him. Eventually, you know, some people just start to find a groove. And then, obviously, Tuesday is that Patrick Corbin start. Um, he's got a 2.36 ERA. Um, but he has gotten clubbed in Colorado. I mean, he's got a 6.55 ERA in Colorado. Um, and that's in 21 starts. Excuse me, 10 starts in Colorado. 21 starts overall against them. Um, and that's his second most against any team. So the Rockies have seen him a ton. He is no, you know, no new arm. Um, their bullpen has struggled a little bit this year. The Nationals, um, their lineup, I mean, they've been dealing with injuries. Trey Turner's out for an extended period of time. Victor Robles is still trying to figure it out. Um, but Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon, um, they're definitely a team to be reckoned with. They're still a great team, no matter, you know, if they have Harper or not anymore. But I really feel like the Rockies could get that third straight series win. I mean, I don't see a reason, I don't see a reason to doubt them at this point. They've been so good lately um, that it, it it is hard to doubt them. And then they'll 
after that series, they finally get an off day on Thursday. Um, I think that'll be great for them, you know, prior to them hitting the road and going to Atlanta to play a really good Atlanta team. Um, so I think things are really looking up for the Rockies, and you can sense it in the, as I said, you can sense it in the clubhouse. You can sense it all around. You can sense it around the ballpark. The fans are feeling good. Um, so I think the Rockies are really starting to turn it around. And that Philly series was just another another stepping a stepping stone. I think if you had surveyed everyone and you asked, okay, Rockies' first five series, how many are they going to win? I don't know too many people that would have said zero, but that's exactly what happened. And then the Philly, Philly series and the Padres series allowed them to kind of turn that around. And it seems like everything... All this momentum started with that Herman Marquez start against the Giants when he went a you know complete game, allowed one hit. It seems like everything. It's just been a snowball, much the same way it was when they were going bad. It snowballed in the complete opposite direction, and they are just rolling right now. So be sure to check out MileHighSports.com. Ton of content. We have the game recaps from the weekend. Um, that piece on Antonio Senzatella. A piece on Kyle Freeland pitching to Tony Walters, which is really weird considering he's pitched to Chris Iannetta um, and how they were, you know, able to put it together really quick. Um, more pieces coming tomorrow. Um, maybe a little tidbit on Daniel Murphy. Um, I expect him to come back this series. Could be as soon as tomorrow. Um, no official announcement yet, but I, I could see that announcement being made three hours prior to game time. Um, so... A lot of good content on milehighsports.com. Be sure to follow them, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, Jenna is posting all kinds of cool stuff on Instagram right now. Uh, just did a post game with Thomas Harding of MLB.com. Great guy, uh, very insightful. He's been covering the beat for you know nearly two decades. Um, so be sure to go check that out as well. Um, Pre-game, post-game stuff with Anilo, myself, and Jenna. Um, she's really killing it on our, uh, video portion of things. Um, so be sure to go check out all the milehighsports.com content. Um, and listen in next time, folks, we'll have another podcast coming out most likely after game one of that national series, maybe after game two, kind of see how the series goes. Um, but be sure to tune in for that one and be sure to, you know, rate, subscribe, do, do whatever you have to do on your plat on your podcast listening platform um and even throw some comments down if there's some stuff you don't like about the podcast throw it on a comment on social media throw it on a comment on on whatever you're using to listen to podcasts let us know what you think and be sure you can always dm me at luke zalman dm me questions dm me suggestions for content dm me literally anything you want to dm me um, and I will be sure to respond. I like to be active on social media. I like to interact with the fans. I think that they really are thirsting for personalized content. And that's what we're trying to give at milehighsports.com. So be sure to tune into that next podcast. Be sure to check out our content. And we'll see you next time, baseball fans.